Troops, here we are. It's another Eagle podcast. Uh, and I've got him, the legend, the main man, <laughs> the man from, from North Wales, Mr. Paul Poole. Paul, how are you doing? Very well, thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. How are yourself? Yeah, smiling, Paul. Um, good, using, good. This, using this time to find opportunity, um, which I feel like we all have to do. Um, yeah, it's yeah. been forced upon us. Um, how are you uh, holding up in the current climate? Yeah, I think I think uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. There's too many ways to answer that. <laughs> yeah, but, like, uh, I think yeah. To be honest, like the weather has played a massive part. I mean, it's actually been pretty decent, which has been frustrating because we can't. Yeah. Act. However, it's you know it's allowed us to at least go out and do our daily exercise and stuff. I mean, if it had been horrendous all those storms a few weeks ago, I mean, geez, it would have been like. So yeah, yeah. There's, a little, there's a little positive, I suppose. Uh, a friend of mine, another another ML, uh, Chris Waldron, who you met, um, yeah, yeah. we had a conversation this week about this. We had three major storms from sort of January till now, and then yeah. COVID-19 came. It was yeah. almost like we were being pre-warned that there was yeah. something much worse coming, but yeah, yeah. no one, like, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I, I just revved it off as a flu for like... <laughs> For yeah. months, yeah. I was like, I flew, state of mind. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's kind of how a lot of us felt, you know, it was some sort of like vicious flu that was coming through. So I was away in um, Spain in most of February. Yeah. And saw it sort of like um, start, I suppose, from over there. And there was little hot spots appearing in Europe. And um, that was like sort of early to mid-Feb. And I was yeah. like, wow, oh, this is interesting. And then <laughs> I, think, I think, you know, I came back at the end of Feb, right beginning of March and I was like and there's a couple of things appearing in the UK and and the interesting part that I was thinking was like god blimey you know if this goes like China this would be an interesting year yeah and, and then you know literally what like two weeks later you know overnight we've basically closed up shop and um and gone home and stayed at home now so yeah it's been it's been it's been terrifying I think in respect to the speed of it and shows us how close how quickly things get closed down. I mean, two weeks, what, two weeks now, 10 days into this sort of, yeah. some type of lockdown. And um, yeah, it feels like e- e- eons, but it's only been 10 days, but the speed of it is like phenomenal. Mm. It's, um, it just shows us, doesn't it? You know, and we talked before the podcast, we, we spend all this money on technology and fancy equipment and mm. medicine. And then all of a sudden, an unknown virus appears and, mm. I'm not into conspiracy, but however it got going, it got going and it's quickly just completely flattened. I mean, it's completely flattened military superpowers just yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, um, totally. And, and like I said to you before uh, the podcast started, I believe personally it's Mother Nature giving us a big warning shot saying you lot need to check how you're going on on this planet because mm. you, you lodge here, it belongs mm. to me. And when I say... You know, I just shut you down and. Yeah, I think it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it feels like a bit of a reset button. Not like mm. just, um, not just like Mother Nature. You know, there's all sorts of like great science coming out, yeah. about, like um, you know, lower emissions and lower this and lower that, and you know, the impact by us not travelling, for example. I think like there's lots of stuff around, um, you know, other sectors too, but including the mountains. You know, like if we don't go on the mountains for 30 days or 60 days or whatever this takes, then like, how will that recover? You know, those areas that are like heavily, uh, have a heavy footfall, for example, um, mm-hmm. it'd be fascinating to go back and go and have a look and see what's happened. Cause you know, we know mother nature takes over pretty quick. 
Well, yeah, it's a, it's a great point. Obviously, the weekend coming is yeah. would have been Easter weekend, which yeah, yeah. for anywhere in the UK is busy, but um, your neck of the woods especially, uh, yeah. super busy weekend, uh, Easter bank holiday, and it's going to be completely free of anyone barring the 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 wildlife isn't it it's going to be a bizarre yeah, sight it's, it's bizarre i i kind of go out early in the morning walk the dog just for 10 minutes mm. um so um and you wander around there's a village of like i don't know four thousand odd people here in clamberis yeah some of that and um there's nothing like you don't see anyone you don't see another dog walker you don't see hear any noises there's no cars and like i you know i'm normally out between around nine ish in the morning yeah. And on a normal day, like, it'd be pretty hectic. But, like, even you go down the high street or down to the lake, there is no one. And it feels like, you know, it feels like you've woken up with some sort of Hollywood-style um, disaster movie at times sometimes. Because it's yeah. bizarre. Well, you'll be okay because you know how to read a map and compass, um, which is a, <laughs> which would be... Yeah, which would... Uh, which well, would be a great these days. <laughs> yeah, which would be a great skill in the current climate if the whole world um, if the whole world stops, which is uh, yeah. which, <laughs> yeah. which is looking like it's going to do. Um, yeah, it's it's dead bizarre, and, I, and I'm fascinated myself into seeing what paths, tracks um, <laughs> will have just been in 30 days. How much will Mother Nature have just gone? Yeah, I'm having that back. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I reckon all these little sneaky mountain leader assessment trails <laughs> in the mountains will be gone. <laughs> be yeah. <laughs> well, well it's, it's funny you should mention that, Paul. It's two years since I took my um, assessment with you. Um, it? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Wow. End, end of March, um, start of April. We we we, we, we had a snow, didn't we? Yeah, <laughs> we had snow. <laughs> we we had snow, that. but it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because all of those little, you know, I was going to say, would you normally be running an assessment? Obviously, this time of year would be yeah, rock so, and roll. Um, I'd planned just to finish a training course on Thursday, just gone, and then an yeah. assessment was going to start tomorrow. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> time. Interesting time. How, um, what does the outdoor community, uh, and I mean sort of truly, truly freelancers like yourself, mm. after this is finished, what lessons do they, do they have to learn from this it's a good question. I don't know. I don't know the exact answer to that. I mean, the biggest thing is about like, um, well, for me, I, I would suggest would be, um, you know, as a self-employed person, that uh, we need to like seek better layers of protection mm. you know, against income, for example. Um, you know, the actual outdoor sector is, I don't know what the figures are, but it's heavily manned by like self-employed people you know there, mm. are, there are a limited number of full-time part-time contracts within the sector mm. for various reasons and so <clears throat> the sector is driven definitely by like people who are self-employed or work for themselves or, or are limited companies and run their own business yeah and so i think this is like uh sent us a huge warning shot and undoubtedly people won't survive this and mm. some of us will um for this tricky time um and then beyond that maybe you know it's an opportunity for like some of like the better organizations to collaboratively work together to like work out how that would work i have no idea you know i don't really have any suggestions but like um the the the, the speed that this has happened overnight literally overnight mm-hmm. is is terrifying and i think it doesn't matter 
um, how good your business strategy is and your financial strategy is, etc. <clears throat> there's no way you can plan for something like this. No. And, um, and you know, we, we don't, we're not like a cash rich um, industry. So like we will have a bit of cash in the bank, but it's pretty quick to, you're pretty quick to realize that doesn't last very long at all when there is nothing. Mm. And so because this is so unusual, um, it's pretty scary that, you know, I'd be keen to, well, I'd keen, I don't know. It'd be nice, lovely to see something in the future. I don't know what that would be, but, um, you know, so if you took my own personal um, sort of setup, for example, you know, I have all sorts of layers of insurance to yeah. cover myself. So if I'm injured or I'm sick for a long period of time, for example, then my income is protected by our insurances. Um, and interestingly, like I had never ticked the unemployment box because like, if I was unemployed, I'd probably be leaving the industry and moving on to something else or a full time yeah. contract. And uh, so the only way I could claim off my income protection insurance is actually to get COVID-19. And then they were like, yeah, we'll pay you straight away, which seems like a bit ludicrous in this situation. But so, yeah, as a, as a learning thing, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if there would be any. Uh, there is learning there, sure, about protecting ourselves better for the future. What can be done about it? I generally don't know. I mean, that's that's a different pay grade to me. But um, and then beyond that, I kind of I always kind of try and find the positives. So yeah, yeah, me, there is. Um, I have this time that I um, am unable to work. Um, I could do a number of things here, um, but I look. The positive for me is that I have an amount of time and I can do something with that time constructively. You know, that's to develop my own business. That's to develop myself. Do some online learning. Um, and so on so and there's all these things I wanted to do it's not about DIY it's about you know work I suppose like industry things and so like I take the opportunity to like go well actually you know I can sit down for a few hours a day and I can do this and I can do x and y and <clears throat> you know come out of it with some more knowledge and some more ideas and stuff like that so tricky times <laughs> yeah I think I think um as an industry after this it'll be more streamlined and mm -hmm. that's a brutal way of saying the people who who would have made it in a normal climate won't make it. Yeah. Um, and only the, only a, well, I want to say the very best, but might not always be the very best, but right. people with a bit of money in the bank who can wait mm. until, um, I think the 1st of June is the date, isn't it? For, for the self-employed. Um, yeah. How, how that's working. Now the 1st of June is, you know, is a decent amount of time away, realistically. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting, um, yeah, an I think, interesting I think time. like for me, like there's, and you know, not getting political at all, in it, but at all, I don't want to do that. But like, um, yeah, there's all sorts of support mechanisms in place, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think, I think for me, the actual general worry now is beyond all this, um, mm. because like undoubtedly, like some people will not have the confidence to travel. So when the restrictions become more relaxed and we're allowed to like travel to other parts of the UK and to go back, and, and the, the restrictions of the mountains are lifted, for example and we're allowed to do that, then I think there will be a lack of confidence in some people traveling to those areas. Mm. And I think also in this area, for example, you know, we need to be respectful to the community and make sure the community are, are kind of comfortable with people coming into this area yeah. because I, you know, it's a two way process. And I think that might be where for me, it might be tricky because, you know, there's a fine balance, you know, there may be, support you get from the government may cease mm. therefore you need to go back to work but there may be like low confidence in that i don't know you know some yeah. it. so we'll have to wait and see um but 
I think, you know, there will be some keen people who will be keen to get out. You know, we'll want to go out in the mountains, of course there will be, but um, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I see, I see what you're saying there. The, the, the first thing to do is probably not run a, a 500 people um, National Three Peaks. Do you know what I mean? And just... <laughs> <laughs> we may climb Barris on one weekend. There might be a small mutiny here, I think. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll definitely be a... It'll definitely be a um, a fine, there's always been a fine balance anywhere, hasn't there, between sort of a tourist travelling into the, into the lakes or into Snowdonia and, and, yeah, yeah. and like a Fahrenheit sort of yin and yang. But yeah. especially after this, and I've seen footage of people in the Langdales hay baling roads and, you know, like yeah. using drones to say, what's he doing? <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. I mean, it's, it's um, you know, there's there's all been all sorts of things up here. I think people, this lean up to this weekend with the weather as it was mm. nervous we're going to have a repeat of what happened the other week um, you know and it's not so much about like getting um, you know the immediate sort of impact it's the long term impact in you know a week or two weeks time and whether that brings a spike to the area and so on and mm. we're only a small area and so it's going to be tough here so I think like to when restrictions get relaxed and stuff there needs to be a bit of empathy to or, you know, I consider like local community as well, mm. or sort of make sure that what I'm doing, I'm going to invite like six people to travel from the south coast. That yeah, you know, the local community is kind of cool with that. I mean, I don't know how to do that. No, I yeah, don't. yeah, I mean, no, I don't. To take on board, and if I am one of many providers, then of running any sort of outdoor activity, whether it's a walk up Snowdon or something else, then you know, we are the ones who are going to be wanting people to come back in along with the hotels and the B&Bs and the rest of the, all the other tourist industries. So, yeah, yeah tricky one. I, I think as the whole, the whole finger-pointing thing can start, can't it? You know, if, mm, sure. if, if, we, if we come out of lockdown and, and there's a, like a lull in the battle and there's no more cases and then all of a sudden there's, uh, you have yeah. a weekend of normal routine and then all of a sudden there's two yeah. cases of COVID. It's like, right, yeah, it's so because we've brought all these people from all over the UK and... Obviously, Snowdonia is probably, you know, it's up there, isn't it? Very super, super popular. And it's going to be in, all of a sudden, your small community, which is just all you guys. And all of a sudden, the Northwest and the Southwest and all these different, everyone else, the half of England just sort of invades um, Wales again. And it's like, well, cheers. I mean, I think before it all sort of became a bit more um, restricted, you know, I had this moral, moral dilemma. It's kind of obvious where it's going. You only have to look at the science and data from the other countries. Mm. And it didn't take, you know, I'm not particularly clever, but it, I could <laughs> easily work out what's going to happen. And, um, you know, the moral dilemma for me was that, like, I want to work. I have to work. Mm. Um, and yet I am very aware that I'm inviting people from different areas to come here, which we don't want. And so that was the, that was the issue, you know, like, how do I manage it? And then, I spoke to another provider, a good friend of mine up here, a couple of friends of mine up here, and one morning, and we were chatting, and I was like, "Well, I'm just going to like stop it, you know. I've got, it just doesn't feel that. It doesn't mm. feel right for me to invite people from outside of this area into this into this community to then like go mm. chomping away the mountains when you know clearly that's kind of how um, the guidance that was being talked yeah. about. I was sort of saying, "Well, try to avoid it." So yeah, really, it's, it's a tricky one, you know, heartbreaking, really. Yeah, it is, and 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 I sort of like I watched a lot of other people, uh, including yourself, sort of make these hard decisions. And I was thinking, 
oh, I'm, I'm supposed to be doing this on the 11th of April. I wonder if it'll be okay. And, and, mm. I, and then I start saying, well, where are, all, where are all these people coming from? And I'm bringing them to a small mm. North Yorkshire rural village. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I can't have 11 people trunging across the mowers. Yeah. And, and even at that time, it wasn't sort of, we want in lockdown or we want social distancing. I was like, mm. oh, if, if it happens on my watch, if someone gets ill because they, yeah. how do but, I ever recover from that? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like you I mean, just can't. No, no, and, not at all. Yeah, it's, a, it's been a tricky one. It's been difficult. Yeah, really difficult. And as well, the whole community is watching what everyone's doing. So if you just mm. rev it off and go, now nah, we're still going, then yeah. long-term effect, personal what people think of you is yeah. in the toilet is absolutely in yeah. the toilet. No, I agree with that. I think you kind of judged on how you, how you, how you operate and do things at the minute and whether that's right or wrong, but people will do that. So, um, yeah, you need to demonstrate a bit of sympathy and a bit of empathy to your local community. You have to. And yeah. I've been here 15 years and, and <laughs> I love being here. So, um, yeah, and I like, and I wouldn't, you know, I feel quite protective as well of it. Yeah. So, um, you know, what happened the other weekend was like, I'm not someone who wouldn't be keen to promote coming here, but yeah. I'm adamant that, you know, those who chose to come here were actually wrong mm. the first time ever. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of like difficult. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm very honest about this. That that weekend where everyone went out, I, I was supposed to be doing something on Blencathra with a load of people. Mm-hmm. Now I said to them, mm. I'm not going to run this event. Um, don't, we're not going to have a group event, but yeah. selfishly, I still went myself. Now yeah. I yeah. went from the side of the mountain, which no one ever goes from and it's yeah, uber, yeah. uber quiet. And I thought it's just me on my own, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And um, I end up sort of getting involved in a rescue on sharp edge, <laughs> like because someone had I just, do. just, just completely hadn't, completely underestimated the task in hand yeah. and there was a bit of sort of gusty wind as well and I was like yeah. right well this wasn't planned um yeah and then when I got to the summit there was like 40 people and I was like oh wow this has been a bad mistake yeah <laughs> like, but I think, you know to, to sum it up because like um I think that weekend I don't think that people necessarily like did anything wrong I think it was pretty clear or no don't rephrase that it was mm. very um, um unclear yeah that what the guidelines were from the top. So you can kind of see why people went, oh, let's go out, it's going to be a nice weekend, let's go out. And I get that. I yeah. get it. But, um, you know, I think the main thing is the message is definitely, oh, it, yes. you know, that sort of media stuff afterwards, it did its job and we haven't had, I don't think any of these sort of areas, these type of hotspot areas have had that sort of influx again, which is mm. got to be a good thing. So. Nice. It's, it's definitely a good thing. Mm. Um, when the restrictions are lifted, yeah. What, what's are you going to just this wise? Are you going to be straight away getting back in touch with people who are coming on stuff, saying what dates can you do, or is there is yeah, there a plan? It's an interesting one. I was chatting to someone on email um, yesterday this morning about this. Um, I don't know to be honest, John. Um, mm. I think it's the honest, the absolute honest answer. I think as and when that starts, we're getting a feeler that that will happen and then like I'll start thinking about how it's going to work. I mean, I've had to cancel quite a bit and I'm undoubtedly will probably cancel a bit more in the, in the coming future as well. Um, and then I have to reschedule those both into a new sort of like calendar and then, mm. and then like bring up, bring on new folk as well. So it's a bit of an unknown. I think, um, 
I'd love to sort of see us jump straight back into it. Mm. I think it will just depend on how confident people feel about moving around and just sort of getting a feeler as well for how people feel about that happening in the local area. I mean, I would, I, I would love to go back to work tomorrow, like full time mm. straight away. Of course I would. Yeah. Um, but I'm just, I've just got a bit of awareness of the feel of things around here as well. So just be keen to like do it slowly, do it, yeah, do it, do it right and stuff like that. So. And, yeah and, and and take time i'm i'm really really sort of concreting this for people how mm. we act now is the legacy that we will yeah. have will will have forever um yeah, totally. And, totally. and doing things in the right and doing things in the right manner and, and, and sort of taking time to to implement things like it's made me think um about running events and obviously I, I've got aspirations to like run massive events like 2,000 yeah. 3,000 events and it's yeah. like god if you're running a company like that right now how yeah. much pressure how much pressure yeah. would the people who run them events must be under and yeah, exactly. how would you reorganize a 3,000 people event which you were going to run in London at a certain time it's yeah. like wow yeah, yeah. It, it, it's 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 such a big it's such a big um thing to think about and sort of I know loads of people are going to do them action challenge events obviously they're really really popular and yeah. lots of people go to them but that's pretty much their whole calendar is just written off this year and it's like yeah totally how, how much money do you have in the pot to say well yeah you know <laughs> yeah. We'll, re we'll refund everyone um yeah. and we'll make it till next year it's like it's it's not gonna happen it's no physically impossible you financially impossible it's just not gonna happen I so mean it's a tricky one yeah. and so like you know so Climb Race is a good example because like, uh, I don't know what the facts are, but certainly between like May, June and around July, we have, we have some sort of event here most weekends, some sort of yeah, yeah, event or yeah. running event or trail rent or whatever it might be. And so um, whether they're still planned or don't know, or whether they've been cancelled yet, I don't know. But, you know, that also brings in a lot into the local economy as well. So it's, huge. it's a really, it's, it's a big one. It's a really mm. big one. And it, it'd be, It'll be interesting to sort of see how people do manage it. It really will be. Because like the idea of um, some form of credit note and moving the date to later is the obvious one for everyone. But yeah. that, realistically, is, is going to be difficult. Really difficult. It, it, it creates... Giving people credit notes actually creates its own problem because yeah, yeah. You, you get the money in the bank instantly, but... Yeah. You still have to run that event six months yeah. a year down the line, so you've got to aim off for spending X amount of money yeah. um, six months down the line. And you think, oh yes, I can't really spend that. So it's like having money where you can't yeah. spend, and yeah. yeah, I think if it, or it you, puts spend yourself... it, or you spend some of it now, but then you still need to bring in new income in that new patch of time. So yeah, it's it's it's, um, <laughs> it's a bit of a nightmare, and uh, so you know I. I potentially will have a few months of council work and probably 90% of folk are happy to move dates, which have been brilliant. Um, but I obviously still need to bring in new work as well. And mm. so how I manage that in the new fe near future, I'm not really sure at the moment. It's going to be a proper juggling match. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> it might not be, I don't know. <laughs> do you think you'll end up working? I know you always work all year round, but do you think, yeah. I know you like to go to sort of uh, Morocco and Spain and, yeah. and climb. But I, I, I truly think 
flight restrictions will be in a lot longer than, than a lockdown. Um, yeah. can, you, can you see yourself working more in the UK during sort of the yeah, winter time? Yeah, so I tend to pop off for winter, like, try and get as much blue sky sunshine <laughs> as I can, really. Um, and so, like, I do wonder what's going to happen this winter. I dread the thought of being here all winter and being that <laughs> by storm after storm after storm. <laughs> it's not going to be funny at all. Um, nah. I'm supposed to go to Nepal, running a trip to Nepal at the end of October. And so that's the first one on the horizon. Um, and that's an unknown. I mean, until mm. we finish here in the UK and then flights and all that. I mean, it's just an unknown. I, I mean, so, I mean that's a dead interesting one there, Paul. Mm. Nepal um, and that whole base camp Everest mm. trip. Um, and the amount of rubbish that we, that we leave on Everest. And, yeah. you know, it's kind of good that we're not there because obviously these mountains are getting... Big, yeah, big yeah. respites from us, aren't there? And, and yeah, massively. But Nepal is a tricky one because, like, um, it's not a particularly rich country, and they <clears throat> and a big part of their economy is based on tourism. Hundred percent. You know, they don't yeah. really have anything else to export but the mountains, and so they kind of need us to go there. Yeah. <laughs> and so they've taken a wise choice, uh, personally speaking, to close the country down a while ago. You know, they're bordered by China and Tibet mm. and yeah, yeah. India south. So. They're not in a great position in that respect, and they've closed the borders. Um, you know, I don't know the exact figure, but I think they've only got three ICU beds in the whole of the country. Wow! So they've they've got no choice, and so um, which is why they've closed all the trekking down and the climbing for this part of the season or this this part of the year. So um, I think, like any country that relies on um, us visiting, they'll be keen for us to go there when it's appropriate, and. You know, I kind of optimistically think, and again, being trying to find the positives out of this, is that yeah. we will go in October um, if it's appropriate for us to go. And um, it would be a joy to go back there and, and sort of help them a little bit. Um, but addition to that, I think it might be quiet there. Mm. It might actually be quite quiet there because of that, again, that sort of confidence in travelling and moving around, which I get. But um, it would be interesting to go back and sort of see, like, again, just sort of what's recovered because of that that time lapse that's not this team for you know half a season yeah it's it's it is really it is really bizarre um and and how we're sort of looking at it and everyone's trying to be super positive i know there was a, someone put a post on yesterday on the outdoor community thing on facebook about mm-hmm. is it time to get a second occupation like as yeah. in do we need to think about transferable skills and do we need to be able to think about you know being a little bit more um like a Swiss army knife, really. And could you yeah, ever see yeah. yourself getting a, a second yeah. trade or, or? Do you know what? It's really funny. I know I've done this in my life. So like 25 plus years now. Yeah. Um, and never done anything else. And so interestingly, like now specifically on ML training courses, for example, especially folk who are coming into the industry in their age, mm. I sort of like talk about like, um, have you thought about doing something else as well? Yeah. And that has always been primarily through injury, for example. So mm. if you become injured long term, then like if you have a second trade behind you, additionally to that, like if you freelance and through the winter months or times when it's light, then you can, you know, support yourself in other means. And so yeah, I kind of think that that sort of bit of advice will like really carry through now. I mean yeah. people related this to like well not related it at all. Um sorry, correct that. But uh, you know, foot and mouth thing where you know the mountains were closed down. But yeah, I was self-employed then, and it was fine. You know, you just had to adapt and be creative. But you could still yeah. do stuff like 
in school fields, the climbing wall and open yeah, spaces yeah. and stuff. And so, you know, you can still manage to like work and you just have to be, just exactly. have to adapt to what you're doing. Um, whereas this is a completely kept, different kettle of fish, you know, in terms of working. Yeah, there, there, there is no, there is no adapting to this as in, it's unprecedented. The national parks are closed. Like mm. when has that ever happened? Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> do not come. We are closed. Like it's, it's, no, that's it, right. it, it's crazy to, it, it's crazy to see it. Um, and however long it goes on for, and, and I believe we'll have like a, a soft opening where we'll come out of lockdown, but it won't be just like lockdown's finished. Yeah. COVID 19's finished. Let's yeah. just crack on. Yeah. There'll be, you know, I think it'll be around until Christmas. I really do. I can't see it being yeah, yeah, fi- finished. Yeah, I um, think um, I, I, it's hard to tell in it, but I think um, I think personally for me, I can see it being difficult for the next twelve months to eighteen months, and maybe mm. longer. You know, certainly from a business point of view, financial point of view. Yeah, I don't see how. Um, well, I, won't, I know I won't recover very quickly talking from this. Yeah, no. It's... And then from a work point of view, you know, the impact of that will have on us. Who knows? I, I think, though, Paul, if we don't get travel restrictions, I mean, as well, you can't leave a country if there's no work in airlines. And yeah. I know the airlines are struggling, really struggling yeah. at the moment. Um, yeah. So all of these people who would normally leave to go abroad, I mm. think home, it might be a great time to, to have an outdoor business after it's mm. finished because... People will look for escape and the, and the outdoors for recovery, mind, body, and yeah. soul. And I think yeah. we, we've got enough in the UK for people to um, adapt. And yeah, we struggle with weather, but weather is a state of mind. There's yeah. no such thing as bad weather, money. Pain leaving the body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I think you're right. I think like um, yeah, again, we've seen it a few times, haven't we? You know, like with the banking thing a few years ago when it's all been yeah. cash trapped. Everyone's saying in the UK, and we, we definitely had some spikes here. It was good, you know, yep. good for us. And so I think that's kind of what, you know, the outdoor sector, the outdoor industry will be there for, you know. We will be there for, like, folk who want to go and get some exercise and go out in the mountains and go enjoy the local countryside. So, nice. you know, that's the positive out of it. You know, we could, you know, if we can kind of stick with it and um, live with the hardship at the minute and the hard times, and um, then, like, maybe, like, we yeah, we might, the outdoor industry sector might be, like, um, sort of an upward trend for a while, perhaps. Yeah, I, I'd like to. See, I'd like to see um, some sort of um, regulations coming. I think, like to to better protect outdoor workers. And mm. um, though I really love Instagram, um, there's a lot of people offering things on there which they have no um, skill or ability to be offering. Yeah. And and yeah. I feel like they put people in danger um, yeah. by offering big events that they have no skill on. And then, and then obviously it's that thing of, Oh, well, if it goes, goes wrong, we'll just form mountain rescue, which yeah, I, I kind of feel like we have to learn that we have to look after ourselves and do things in a, yeah. in, in a professional, in a professional manner. Um, I mean, I, I, we were all gearing up to go and do the, um, the, uh, the Welsh 3000, you know, I was speaking to Ross, um, raw adventure and that was, that was on the cards and yeah, I, I'd got wind of a, a one that was, you know, someone, had, some guy off Instagram had set up like 40 people on the Welsh 3000. I was like, mad. Yeah. Just absolutely yeah. bonkers mad. Um, yeah. yeah. Irresponsible yeah. to take that many people with that yeah. many different abilities across possibly yeah. the hardest 
event in the UK, yeah. you know, as in the challenges go, National Yorkshire Three Peaks, I believe. The Welsh 3000 is the hardest thing to do. So It's got to be. Yes, it's in <laughs> it Wales. <laughs> yeah, about it. <laughs> yeah, it's in Wales. Um, Paul, we're flying through this, so I'm going to go on to the no five worries. watts. Um, so the first one, uh, what's your day look like now? <laughs> <laughs> Quite different. Yeah. Um, I think I'm in, I'm in the, uh, the adapting phase at the moment. So I think yeah. the first phase was like the emotional phase. Yeah. Now I'm in the adapting phase, trying to find my routine. So... Um, so kind of at the moment, I wrote this down because it's kind of like you presented a few questions earlier. So I wrote this down. Mm. So kind of in my morning, my morning routine is a bit like this. Get up, a bit of reading. So it's been good, you know. I like reading. I like all sorts of things. So finding more time to read, which has been good. We've got a large dog. So the daily exercise thing's a challenge because yeah. like, um, we don't have, a, don't have a garden or anything here. So it has to go for a dump run in the morning for 10, 15 minutes. So yeah. that's kind of part of the day. And then normally, well, I'm starting to get into a routine in the morning, just doing a few hours of work or learning or something. Yeah, yeah. Something in the house, um, but it's not, it's not DIY. It's something for my business or it's something yeah. for me personally. A bit of lunch, and we we tend to go for the afternoon walk with the dog, for like mm. two hours. So yesterday we were around uh, Kempadan, which is sort of a nice two hours of dog. Um. Try to well trying to get in the habit of doing some circuits at home. <laughs> the hill fitness is like a worry, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not very good at gym stuff, so like I just like being on the mountains. So for me, doing any form of circuits or anything like that is just like, oh, really? Um, and then like dinner and then probably at the moment sort of box sets and stuff like that. Really relax, yeah. just trying to relax. D- Dis- Disney Plus is helping me massively. <laughs> Disney. <laughs> Disney Plus is awesome. <laughs> get on Disney Plus. It's where it's at. You get a seven-day free trial. It's got all oh, the Marvel, yeah. all the Star Wars, Mandalorian, really? all the Pixar. No, oh, it's boss, yeah. Disney Channel. Disney, what's it called? Disney Plus. Disney Plus. I'll make a note. Yeah, Disney Plus. You'll, you'll be on it this afternoon, boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, yeah f- fair enough. Uh, second one, what workouts are you doing? I know you touched on it there, circuits, but you're not really a fan. So, yeah, <laughs> so the legs aren't too bad, I suppose, with like a bit of daily walking. But, um, and I don't really have the biggest house in the world either. So, we've only just started the other day, just, and we talked about doing something today. It's again, just trying to get into that routine. But, um, and then it's, and it's improvising, you know, how to do circuits in a small, like, Welsh cottage. Mm. So, <clears throat> the Felix cat box squat is coming along nicely. So, yeah. the Felix cat box is in my hands. And, <laughs> The toolbox, like, um, as a dumbbell is working really well. So, yeah, just trying to find some form of, like, circuits that would, like, support, like, a bit of cardio as well. Fair enough. So, we've got a bike, too, that we can share. So, we might get to a point where, you know, we might walk, run the dog, cycle. I don't know. But, yeah, Mm. we're we're doing things. I mean, that's the important thing. I think it's also just, um, it's just nice to get out of the house. You know, I, I'm like a, a bit of a caged animal, really, bouncing mm. the walls. And so being in the house for long periods like this is not... <laughs> yeah, it almost seems like the whole of the UK has took up running and... Um, yeah. <laughs> or drinking. Or drinking, yeah. And someone's created a spoof Boris Johnson account on Strava. <laughs> um, so he, he, I've had a few like messages of him saying, well done for keeping it local, <laughs> which I think is quite funny. So fair play to that. Fair play, whoever's done that. Um, third one, Paul, what have you started? Is there anything new that you've started? 
nothing really new such. Um, I suppose reading is like the key thing. Like for mm. me, I've just got through my third book uh, today in like the space of a week, which would normally take, you know, a month or two to mm. do that. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, and I like trashy novels, a bit of Jack Reacher or crime fillers, you know, that sort of stuff. Something that's got yeah, like yeah. A bit of suspense and a bit of drama. But um, I also like, um, just, been re- just finished No Oliver's The Story of the British Isles. Nice. Like places which has been brilliant, you know, like short little chapters about like his hundred best places and or his best, his favorite places in the UK. And nice. it's done through, um, it's done through like history. So starting way back thousands of years. Oh, nice. And it's really good. And it kind of like, I'm thinking, you know, I'd be keen to like know a bit more about the history of the UK. I thought I had it, but clearly I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So it's kind of like, I like a bit of trashiness, but, um, so when it's easy reading, but I kind of like something else a bit heavier when I'm in the mood. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm. I, feel like, I feel like the moment's not really the time for heavy, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Only trashy. Yeah, trashy magazines when you need them, eh? Yeah. Um, fourth one, what have you stopped? Obviously, for me, uh, coffee shops are out the window. Um, yeah. <laughs> what have I stopped? Um, <laughs> too many things. <laughs> Where do I start? God. Um, yeah, work being the, the obvious one. I mean, that is just... Um, yeah, that's tough one i've worked all my life you know yeah I, i'm a busy person i sit on my ass is not something i do very well but i could do it for a day but doing mm. it day in day out is not easy so um that i've stopped that definitely um uh <laughs> probably taking up a bit of stress and a bit worrying because that's mm. kind of like seems to be the theme um but beyond that um yeah trying to i mean i suppose just try like um trying to stay Focus, doing, getting some sort of routine, adapting, get that routine going, um, which for me is really important. Yeah. And um, and also, you know, I like a beer, so trying to not get into that habit. So mm. we have a few days off, and then we have like a little pub night, and we're trying again, just trying to get into that routine, which I think is definitely going to be healthy. Difficult though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I, I'm I'm dreading sort of like. You know, I'm going out running and yeah, mm. running fitness, but definitely your hill fitness will take a knock. I mean, it, yeah, it'll, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. Um, right. I mean, I, I, I like you. I'm out every weekend, Saturday and Sunday, like yeah. doing yeah. 20, 25 mile. Like hill fitness yeah. is so important, and if you haven't done it for months, you, you certainly will definitely be yeah. um, less hill fit. But yeah. just have to, <laughs> just have to, <laughs> you know, find a way, don't you, of getting getting back into it. Um, What's yeah. the what's the first thing you're going to do after lockdown's finished? Um, I know family's obviously the key one, but uh, yeah. anywhere you want to climb or anywhere you want to go? You know There's too many good things to do <laughs> up there. I mean, it's going to involve a climb. It's going to involve a mountain. Um, <clears throat> I think um, simple things, like simple things, like doing a nice climb on a mountain would be ace, nice long route, and finishing up with a nice pint in a pub somewhere. That to me would be like not a bad way to start it. Yeah, that that'd be a good one. Um, I'm dreaming of uh, coming back down there and getting on them scones. <laughs> <laughs> but that I'll be able to by that stage anyway. Scones <laughs> all the time. I know. Um, me me and Chris talked about that the day that we had last year. That was around about April actually when yeah, we did was, the it? scramble, the, yeah, the yeah. steep ground day with yourself, yeah. and that second day was amazing. And um, <laughs> yeah. it's it still ranks as like one of the best days I've ever had out ever. It was it was it was intense, and um, yeah, 
I was saying to Chris the other day, it'd be class to go back and um, do that again and then finish off as we did and get a scone and a nice coffee and see everyone. That's good. See you everyone again. Day. You will one day. Yeah, you. well, yeah, I, there's no doubt about that. Um, Paul, look, thanks very much for your time. Um, yep, I, I really appreciate it. Um, tell, tell the world where they can find you. Um, <laughs> not literally, just, on, just online. <laughs> <laughs> my address is <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uk. brilliant uh, Instagram same in it just your name Paul yeah, Paul Mountaineering Paul Paul yeah and um, Facebook's the same PP, Paul Paul Mountaineering and Twitter's the same as well awesome ladies and gentlemen that's been Paul Paul if you ever get the chance to get down into North Wales I suggest you definitely check him out if you want to do your mountaineering training um, again 100% <laughs> Uh, absolute gleaming fella and he always takes you to the cafe and you always have a scone at the end so it's a winner <laughs> Paul thanks very much for your time speak to you later hey, you're welcome John Best cheers pleasure. mate thanks bye Take care.